Ladies, tell your man about Vanguard Radio. We're the good guys, and we're happening. Once again, this is VNM Broadcasting. We have uh, on the line with us right now in the studio Alex Linder, uh, Theseus. And now I'm going to uh, bring in Lita into the conversation here. We're going to scooch uh, another person down the couch, and we're going to talk with Lita for a few minutes, and then we'll all join the conversation. And then uh, James Hawthorne will be uh, joining us, too. So let's see if I can get Lita to come on in here. Mm, okay. I'm calling Lita. It's ringing Lita. Lita, make sure you t turn off your feed, Lita. Okay, Lita? Hello? Yeah, speak up. It's me? Yeah. Hi, how's it going? Oh, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, we've had about an hour uh, uh, broadcasting here, and uh, we're glad to have you in the top of the second hour. Uh, Lita, are, are you, uh, are you a, uh, a friend of Predator's? Yes, I am. I'm actually his cousin. Oh, okay, that's, that's what uh, he said. That's yeah. right. I'm you sorry if there's a little confusion on the um, BNN forum. We were sharing an account for a little while okay. um, to take private messages because it takes a long time to get the password. Oh, and yeah. um, I wanted to make a couple. No, um, no, that's not, it, that's not a problem. Uh, you know, one thing you could you could do a little bit, I think, is um, pull your your microphone a little bit farther away from your mouth. You're you're coming okay. in you're coming in pretty loud. How's how's that? That's better. Maybe a, a slightly more. Okay. How's that? That's real good. Okay, great. Yeah, we're awesome. going to, um, we archive this show, and uh, we're going to, of course, we want the best uh, quality uh, we can get as far as, re re you know, recording quality. Uh, we get, uh, we have about 50, 50 listeners on tonight. Uh, I'm a little worried that um, I've set the uh, server configuration for si uh, maximum 65, and I'd have to restart the server if we, uh, if we get up to 60, uh, around 60, but uh, we're, we're, we've got about 50 listeners right now live, so that, that's pretty good. So, are you also from the uh, back east? From upstate New York. Oh. Are, are you also living in the same town as uh, Predator? Uh, we're in the, we're a similar area. Okay. Um, I live in a very, very liberal town in upstate New York. It's, um, it's not a uh, too far of a it's a it's a you know it's a good chunk of time to get to New York City but at the same time um you know I'm I'm sort of in that Did you also grow up in the Bronx? No, I I didn't. Um Okay. But, uh, Lucky you probably. <laughs> yes, that's that's <laughs> that for sure. I mean, I've heard so many of the of the stories, you know. And uh it's, it sounds, you know, like a a whole different experience really than what I grew up around. Um I dealt with a lot of different scenarios, especially with what um, my family and my parents tried to push on me as far as trying to, um, you know, bring me up in a multicultural... Oh, yeah. So I I kind of dealt with a whole different set of, you know, issues than, than my cousin did. Um, but at the same time, we definitely have, you know, similarities. Um, so... But I'm I'm actually a junior in high school right now. Oh my! Uh, we are so lucky to be able to talk with you. <laughs> I'm 16 years old. Yes. And we are uh, we are so lucky. 
Well, I, I'm really, I'm the lucky one. I feel very honored to be on your show tonight. So thank you very much. For, well, uh, well, thanks for joining us, and we're <laughs> eager to hear what is going on in the modern American high school these days. Well, you know, I really don't know where to start. I've, I've been aware of, you know, the differences between races and the Jewish domination of the school systems for about three years now. So I'm really quite new to, to everything, you know, to the truth, to uh, having my eyes. Um, you know, you know, opened and to see the world for how it really is. And I grew up basically being taught that two plus two is five. You know, that's basically what I was. What led you to exactly. realize that it was five instead of four? Reality. <laughs> Reality. Yeah, that's definitely right. Actually, my cousin helped me out a lot. Um, mm -hmm. You're aware at a very young age that adults are lying to you. <laughs> that's early five was. That's Seriously. That's definitely how it, how it was, and you know, I think the first things that really started to uh, open up my eyes was just the going through the school and seeing how different these people were, how they how different they you know their interactions with each other were, how different you know first of all how stupid they were, you know, and I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna lie and say this isn't the way it is. You know, I wasn't going to tell myself that, you know, they need more of a chance because I, I knew instinctually from, you know, being white that they have a de different genetic code than I do. You know, their mind works in a different way than mine does. And, you know, it's completely normal and natural to see these differences. And, I mean, I, I realized that and it was almost like I started seeing the world, um, you know, through a completely different viewpoint and uh, perspective so it, it was complete it was so interesting to watch my world change <laughs> like I had no idea you know I was living in like this completely different reality that wasn't true it was like a different TV show or something you know um, and uh, well, the, 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 the thing about the multi-cult in is that uh, Lita and I'm sure you've noticed this is that it as particularly in regards to the mass media, the message is repeated and repeated and repeated and repeated. It's everywhere you turn, right? And so you're surrounded by this message of, um, you know, mad equality and and racial mixing and uh, and you know all of it. You know all the bad stuff. You know that you know uh, that you can imagine. And it's very hard for a person to break out uh, because you're just surrounded by everyone else, uh, and, and they're all being surrounded, you know, they're, they're being surrounded with the same messages, right? Definitely. And also, you know, it's not like once you become racially aware, you, you don't get along with black people. Yeah, I'm much along more... With the other white people, you know, you don't get along with anyone because everyone is, you know, buying into, especially white people are buying into the lie of mm -hmm. equality between races. You know, and you can see it every day. People, even even young kids my age, will you know spend their days trying to prove to themselves that the races are indeed equal. You know, trying to dispute the obvious facts which are right in front of your eyes. You know, that are saying, no, this is not right. This is we should have a segregated school. You know, I should not be around these people. That's what your instinct. Your instinct is always telling you that. You know, even um, if you are believing the multicultural lies. And I see kids you know, spending the whole days, you know, no, this is, this is not the way it is. I have to just, you know, I have to do something to get these racist ideas out of my head. And what's interesting is I was actually looking on a website, I believe it was tolerance.org, 
and they had a whole section about. Hello, Lita. Hello. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. It seems like um, your 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 microphone stopped or something. Hmm, can you hear me okay now? Yeah, now you're clear. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, great. Um, there was actually a whole course that you could take to erase the racism, which is inherent in you. No matter you know who you are, if you're white, you're racist, period. That was basically what it was saying. And this is how these kids are. And something I wanted to bring up tonight um, was that I don't really hear much about how we can re- go out and reach my generation. You know, reach these kids who are so lost in the dark because a lot of you know people in the pro-white movement today are much older. Yeah. Right. And they, when they went back and when they went to school, things were very different than they are today. I believe that we're dealing with a completely different generation, a completely yeah. different you know mentality oh, yeah. that kids have today, and I think it's much worse than people are realizing. Um, okay. Well, let's let's throw that out. Let's yeah. throw that out to the panel. Let's throw that out to Alex and Theseus. I mean, do you have any ideas about Alex or Theseus about how we might, you know, address the needs of you know teenagers? And, and I go ahead. I well, I this is what I think about every day. This is what I ruminate on. This uh, guys and and my generation and uh, uh, guys uh, uh, Lita's age. Uh, how how to um, there there are ways, but they're going to have to be revolutionary forward-looking, not backward-looking. And it's not going to be... I don't think it's hard as talk... I, I find it easier to talk to people my age and just younger than me than the, than the generation uh, that's a little bit older than me, even, even considering that uh, you know, my elders are l- less likely to listen to me. Uh, they are hungry... Because you have to understand, we were born into this. I was, when I was born, I was born in 1976, all this stuff was already in place. Mm-hmm. I was already in the back of the line before I even got in line. I mean, we were born into affirmative action. We were born into third-class citizenship. And yeah. a lot of folks that are just mm-hmm. a little bit older don't quite grasp that I've found, and they'll say, "Oh, yeah, that's true." And we, and, and, and indeed, we were the first, uh, or people my age, like in the, that was going to middle school or elementary school, middle school in the '80s, were the first ones to get the bad textbooks, the first ones to get social studies instead mm-hmm. of history. Um, I've actually researched that back all the way to the 1930s. I mean, it's it, it's it's obvious. It's the Jews were led into the the good colleges and. Then they, in the 60s, they were encouraged to be historians, and uh, and they wrote bad books in the 80s and 90s. But they wrote our textbooks. They wrote our textbooks, mm-hmm. and uh, they did our curriculum. You know, and this is where you know I didn't have history. We did social studies, and I, I can't stress how evil that is enough because I love history, and I didn't know that until I was 26. Well, so are yeah. we just left with. You know, like it's like the Matrix. You're just left with just, just pe- the people that can have some sort of, you know, reaction to the system, or, or can we actually, you know, themselves, or can we actually somehow intervene? And in, in the people who are s- the people like Leah and uh, and all of us, we, uh, like Alex says, we are the new elite, and it's for this very reason. We are more fit yeah. than uh, the poor goem. Uh, uh, Americans, uh, we're more fit because we see what's going on, 
And this is unsustainable. This Ameriquois is unsustainable. And we, we, are, we are right. The Frankfurt School is wrong. And, you know, you can prove that we're right when somebody comes out with numbers, like, a, like on the bell curve. I mean, they call it racist. Numbers. Reality is racist. You know, reality <laughs> yeah. is anti-Semitic. That's it's right. reality. I mean, they, they are bombing little kids. If you say it, you're an anti-Semite, but you're only telling the truth. Well, we have something about us, a skeptical nature, a, uh, a, I, think, I think for me it's just, it's just being curious, and I wanted to follow things uh, to, their, to, their, to, us, to their beginning point, you know. Well, Lita, uh, Lita was there anything that brought you out of it? Hello, Lita. Well, yeah, was there anything yes. that br- that brought you out of it? I mean, was brought there something where you were you hit by a nigger or? or <laughs> That's not funny. I'm sorry, but uh. Is there any one event? One event. Um, no, it was a series of events. I'd say. Yeah. Uh, I heard there is sort of like little catchphrases that really woke me up, like things you know, for example, if all of the races mixed together and we're doing it in the name of diversity, then there's going to be no, you know, so-called diversity left, because if all the races mix together, you're going to have one race, you know. I just want to jump in here and say that I hope my daughter's exactly like this. I I so want one. (laughs) (laughs) This girl is great. And, yeah, you got to ensure that as much as possible. I mean, you have to. Lita, it's hard to know what to do. I mean, we try to... It's so tempting. This stuff usually ends up focused on old white males because those are the ones who are usually concerned about this. And, and uh, But we are focused as much as we can on really 20-something males, I suppose, And because uh, they're the ones whose future, and females too, whose, whose future is really messed up by this, and they don't have... I mean, as we heard earlier, you know, they're, they're letting blacks be a third of the incoming freshmen at college. That's ridiculous. And that, that yeah. cost comes directly out of white females and white males. But uh, yeah. we just got uh, you came out of it through a personal connection, it sounds like, or, or you, had, you had maybe a, a better basis to start from in terms of being reality-oriented. But uh, well, what do you think? I think a lot of it had to do with the people who live around my area. They're really, really, uh, how should I put, it, put this, passive-aggressive. And what I mean by that, that they're the type of people who will hate you so much, straight, heterosexual, white, you know, young girl or young man or whoever you may be, you know, and I felt, you know, I used to feel like these people were so, were nice when I was a lot younger. And then I started to get older and to experience things more. And I realized that there was this under, this tone in their voice, which was really malicious. Once I started becoming more aware of the truth. And it was almost like something was kicking in them that, you know, they have to turn their neighbor in. Something's not right with this, this young girl because she's wearing a... We've got one that can see. Yeah, we, she's, there's, there's a girl, you know, in school wearing a bike rune shirt. And, and that's the kind of problems that I would experience. All I was wearing was, uh, you know, a home, it was a homestead um, rune, uh, which, which is a Viking rune, and um, I got problems from kids and teachers about, about my, my shirt. It was just a rune. And, you know, they could these people in, in around where I live and, you know, a lot everywhere around the United States, they can sense when you're not being a part of the system. Yeah. And I felt this constant attack. 
you know, on on me. And that feeling of um, hostility really woke me up because I felt I never felt comfortable anymore in any situations in school. Um, you know, just dealing with interactions with random people. Uh, you know, through the day, I feel this hostility towards me, and I didn't understand why why they were taking this offensive tone with me. And then it started, it started to click in me. You know, these people have been indoctrinated. They believe, you know, they will die for the cause of multiculturalism. And if you do not fit their standard of yeah. what, you know, a white girl should be today, like sleeping with a black guy or, you know, listening to rap music, dressing like a, you know, prostitute, then you should be killed. Yeah. That's really their outlook. And it might sound a little bit, you know, uh, extreme, but it's, that's what I felt. And that feeling really woke me up. Yeah. So I... But you know, then again, a lot of kids my age they don't they don't sense this, and I I feel such a disconnection from my generation. You know, I don't even personally I don't even know you know how to reach them, and that's one of my goals in my life right now is to figure out a way to try to educate or try to turn the system around a little bit. You know, and wake up kids my age, but it's it's really difficult and. You know, I just... You know, we all pull our hair around here at VNN, and, you know, VNN's just a collective of people uh, who are, you know, who are producing things and, uh, and media, and we're going flat out here, and what I mean by that is is that everyone here is giving 100%, and, and we, you know, sometimes we feel like we're making a progress that we're... You know, it, you know, we're looking at numbers or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, but, gosh, it feels like, gosh, how can I do any more? And uh, well, you know, well, Jeff, yeah. that was that was the that she just gave was a, a very eloquent uh, yeah. <laughs> laying out of really the the genocidal hateful attack yeah. on the white race, specifically on defenseless white girls that our culture uh, is defined by. Yes. Because I, I mentioned the ad in the Goyfar that's not out yet, where it, it turned out it's not Fox, it's a Nike ad, where they got a, a hot blonde girl looking over his shoulder, you know, making a sexual type of a gesture at some black football player. And this is the culture that's inculcated. And, and like Lita says, this is a, it's a damn religion. Mm -hmm. These people are completely brainwashed in this. That it objectively, as we could prove using facts as Theseus Society, proves that it's destroying them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean... The good news is, uh, Lita, is that the animosity they show toward you, they, these cowards won't die for the multi-cult. They won't go down this way. They'll follow us. They'll follow us when we're in charge just as uh, goyishly as they're following uh the prophosphere right now. That, they're they're not. They'll bully true. little girls. Yes, they'll bully. Uh, they're they're big and bad enough to to bully a young lady, but yeah. they. Uh, well, look, Lita. The simple, the simple answer is: if we had control of the mass media, then we could affect a mass change. But if we don't have control of the mass media, it has to be man by man, by woman by woman, by boy by girl. It's right. people you know, like your cousin talking to you, and you talking to your friends, and us talking to to Theseus, and Theseus talking to his friends, and and that goes both ways. Does talk to our fathers? You know, I'm I'm already Theseus described his generation, but it really. You know, I I got a lot of that too, and I'm another ten years older. And the people before that were baby boomers, and great, and before that, greatest generation, and they they've been steeped in these lies. It's been going on for the better part of a hundred years now, but and much more intensely so in the last far 20, down a road. 
once you've yeah. gone so far d- down a road, it's it's becomes uh, there's a psychological terminology to this, but it it, it is a, a a true concept that once you bring someone down a road far enough, they're likely to keep going even if it's against what otherwise is their morals. They, they they'll keep going down that path. I mean. You know the the truth is is horrible a lot of times. I mean, you you, you read like I, you know I've just finished Danette's book where he talks about how FDR knew and and de- pretty much arranged Pearl Harbor. Sure. And, you know my my granddad got blown apart in Germany fighting his cousins over that, mm-hmm. and it just and he signed up after Pearl Harbor and just the horrible truth is that you are nothing but something to be used by these people to further their agenda. Well, it's just that they decimated my family because of <laughs> genocide. Literally genocide. Yeah, exactly what they accuse others of. I, you know, I'm almost afraid when the Jew starts accusing. I'm like, oh God, what do we have to look for? That's their whole thing. Is they have this smear machine set up yeah. to where uh, if you create, as, as to paraphrase Lita, you create a disturbance in the force, then all of a sudden everything starts happening negative to you. And oh, is anti-Semitism brought him up? No, it's not his anti-Semitism. It's his objective criticism of Jews led to this vast, deep, penetrating mechanism that destroys anybody who stands up to it. Well, let me let me tell you, I have the exact opposite experience from from Lita. Uh, people don't quite know what to do with me, but they want to hear more. Generally, uh-huh. if you you get your you get it together, and you give them an, because see, we have these questions that are out there, like why do like 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 why do they hate us? You know why? Is the dollar fluctuating? You know, is gas going up? Why? 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 And and we do, and culture is there, or, or we we create a culture that answers the questions that of the world that we have to deal with, and that's that ends up being what our culture is, and we're so far astray from being able to explain reality. That if someone can competently speak on it, no one knows what to do with you. I debate circles around my professors and they know it. Uh, and they'll downgrade you for that. I, you know, I, I that's one thing that I've been pleasantly surprised about. I've gotten away with a lot. If you you, you know you have to you have to have ten more pages of citations than your classmates. But if well, I've, I've you're on the ball and it just makes you harder. It just makes you harder. It makes you more um, you know May ultimately, I, I can say I knew I knew a black who had the, the same thing I did in an African history studies class, which was that the professor downgraded both of us because he didn't like our politics. <laughs> the black guy was from uh, Nigeria, and he really believed in Western institutions. And uh, he and I were talking later, and it, yeah, that bastard, a black Marxist named Sidney Lamell. Hey, that's just a little side joke, but no, uh, yeah, you're right. On a personal level, on a personal level, did that. Plenty of people don't have a problem with uh, racialism because it does respond to reality, and people can still their behavior in moving away uh, shows that moving towards wider areas shows what they really feel, even if they don't intellectually understand what. Uh oh. Oh, uh, Alex should still be there. Uh. Well, I, I agree with what he was saying. I mean, if you. You, Go ahead. Uh, they're uh, so far astray from reality. Is Alex back? 
Well, the... Oh, uh, my computer must have... Okay, there he goes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay, I didn't know if my, my Skype's kind of freezing a little. I may have to reboot if I drop out, but anyway, okay. go ahead. I was just making the point, if you go public with this, that's when all the smears really kick in. If you stay private you'll and talk to people in private, like Theseus is saying, a lot of the people are interested in, and will listen to what you're saying. Right. Well, it I corresponds to their experience. Like, Lita, you could give your friends you any number of examples. You talk to them like you're letting them in on something. You, you know what? You are. Let, let me give you. Let me say one thing here, right? And this is came from uh, someone who I knew as a girl about Lita's age, and told me. And this is a very smart person. And she told me until uh, until you know I saw you do X, I didn't realize like it was possible to stand against the group. And that's women follow patterns, and a lot of them don't realize like it's okay. To, to stand against something that's wrong or that just because most people think it doesn't mean you have to go along with it. And that's where, Lita, you can really, you can encourage them to follow their own perceptions because that's the power we got working for us is what we say is true and it's in the interest of these young white people. And you say, your future is being screwed. That'd probably work better with, with the white men. You say, look, they're not letting you into college. And you point out to the girls, you know, what do these blacks have in store for you? You know, STDs, rape? I mean, what? Right. That's how well, you got to go after it, I think. You rebel. Well, and, yeah, portray it as rebellious. It is. That's another it way is, to do it, because uh, it, it is it, rebellious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it is the absolute, it's the best kind. Rebel. It, yes. Am, like Emma Goldman. Rebel. You know, whispering into the mm-hmm. the, the ear of the children. Rebel. So this, this kind of tat, you said you had a rune in your shirt. I mean, say, hey, you know, if you want to piss people off, here's a good way to do it. Reject multiculturalism. How come none, none of those none of those bands that are that are rebellious ever do something like that? Well, you know, I don't really ever have. Every time I have gotten in a conversation with someone at my school, I've found that it's really just a waste of energy, and I have found that, you know, there are better ways. I feel to uh, wake people up than to try to educate them on something, especially you know young kids because they don't want to mm-hmm. sit around. You know, listening to you say, you know, you know, read off a page of statistics. You know, you yeah, have to, true. you have to say things that are going to really intrigue them or interest them in some way, and that's really difficult because mm-hmm. kids today, you know, they need more and more to be entertained. You know, I, I think I, I heard someone speaking about this, a white nationalist, who's saying, you know, if there's not, if they're not watching a video game, you know, flashing lights and, you know, oh, sex, sex saturated TV, you know, they're not entertained. And so you, it's really hard, really, to find an angle to reach kids. And that's what oh, I was trying to, trying to say. But um, I actually had an idea, um, and that is that I feel we should make up some sort of a list or some sort of a document which basically lays out principles that white people today should try to um, withhold within themselves, like uh, different sorts of morals or anything that will put you back on the right path, because people don't, people need, you know, they're, like, you, like you all said, they're, they're lemmings, they need to be directed in the right, you know, they need to be guided in the right direction, sent down the right path, and mm-hmm. I feel that if we, you know, come up with some sort of a list or, you know, just a blueprint of, you know, how to get started. I think that would really help, like, just things, you know, what kind of music you should listen to. You know, there's a lot, there's, all the music you guys play is excellent, I'm a big fan. Iron Maiden, Led Zeppelin, you know, Black Sabbath, those are great white fans. And no matter what anyone says, rock and roll is white music, period, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the kind of stuff that you could get kids into, I feel. I, you know, that's the kind of things you could reach them with. Um, and 
So those sort of things, that's what I was thinking about, you know, like a list. You know, this is what you should, these are, these are the kind of steps you should take to, you know, become racially aware. This is what you should do. Because people can be lost, you know. Okay, I listen to this, you know, this man talk about how, you know, ra racism is, is, you know, is just a Jew-made, you know, idea and all this other stuff. But they're not told what they can do, what they need to start doing within themselves. Just like there is this tolerance page that had a whole course on how to, you know, stop the racism. Well, let's get the racism back, you know. Let's start hating again. <laughs> That's what we need. We need to start. Someone drop out there? She's right, though, but I, I think I think it still can be framed, and or the way I frame it is rebellion. And I've had success. I'll just leave it there. Um, young males are shitbirds that play video games on Friday night, while uh, blacks are out trying to pick up their women. But let me tell you something: you you can you can lead them onto the couch to play video games. The Jew do that. But the kid is still an Aryan. And there are still levels on which you can you can reach you can reach this person. And if you frame it as rebellion it's it's all the all the better. Uh, you know, if you've ever seen the movie Fight Club, that's what I kind of use as a not really a model, but just the general attitude of you know, multiculturalism is uh, going with the crowd. You know, you want to rebel, uh, indulge yourself in the excellence, be excellent in the things that you do. I mean, that's rebellion. Uh, yeah. Be hard, be in shape. Um, you know, don't put opposite sex at the center of your of your world. I mean, I, I mean you. The paradox there, if you if you do that, you get like I, I found you get more girls if you if you if you're not oriented that way. If you do, if you are your own man, your or your own woman, your own person. And my suggestion to Lita would be to study philosophy, learn how to think, because that will give you a basic format uh, from which to um, not only branch out but. Uh, from which to argue, you know, uh, because adults, er, no one knows how to think. And if you know just the, the basic philosophy, uh, the rules of thought, <laughs> uh, you can circle around almost anyone. It's rather easy, and that goes all the way up to the university level. I would, I would also like to say that, and, and I know this seems terribly old-fashioned, but, you know, if you can find uh, a good man... Uh, to help you in your life too, and to have a family as well, uh, and you know I think that that you're doing a wonderful thing by by doing that. I mean I think marriage is a is a terrific institution if you know if things if the proper person is found. There's nothing more evil than than this than this culture that we've got that tells women to stay uh, um, out in the workforce and then dumps her off at 40 when she's miserable. You never hear about them, do you? Uh, I mean, you have a little bit as of late, but you really hardly ever hear about the women who were like, you know, and that's the majority of them. And they're like, gosh, uh, too bad, you know, I waited. I, I see my friends that had kids, and yay, I had a career for what? You know? 
a, a real culture, a real national <laughs> socialist yeah. government. It is a would, sad thing. That's what that's about. You you look. I mean, that's biology. That's your basic biological. It's it's go forth and you know make another one. You know, yeah, replace you, yourself. Your, it's your biological your fertility declines pretty much every year after you're about 18 and your body gets exposed to more radiation and it's it's long you wait the more dangerous it is and the more tired you are well and, i agree uh, oh, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead i was going to say I, I agree that it's important to and it's a good thing to you know raise a family and definitely settle down and have one husband you know yeah but um I feel that there's too much emphasis on the having children part in this move in in the white you know survival movement because if all we're going to think about is having children, then we're just going to end up just like you know the the um, blacks and the Hispanics who have tons of kids but wow. never give the kid any quality time, never teach the kid right. And no, no, I, no, 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 but white people, white people have been doing the right thing for a long time. They have been having few, a small amount of children, and they've been educating their children. No, no, no. That's children. a recent thing. Having few ch children is a very recent thing. We've we've had 12 and 13 children, families as as early as 100 years ago. This whole thing, this whole one and two child thing, is a product of post-industrialism. Well, I don't think it would be a problem if it wasn't for the fact that we're totally being outbred by Mexicans and yeah. blacks. We're never well, going to beat them. Well, that's why we can't have them in the same living space. We yeah. have right. a different child-rearing strategy. We have think less children, and yeah. we, treat, we, we raise them, we cultivate them like a treasure. And, you know, blacks, they have more children and don't give a damn. I mean, but Lita's, Lita's instincts here are correct. You know, we, we want to... You know, uh, uh, devote uh, all the resources we can to our children, and of course, the more we have, the uh, you know, the logic dictates that you know, maybe not factually that you know, you know, the, there's only a certain amount of resources we can give to our children. We you know, so we have have more. There's less resources, but you know, that that's a very true thing. Uh, but they don't. They don't really need kids the, don't the money and the resources so much. They need someone paying attention to them and, yeah. and cultivating their mind and their character. And That's they don't even need, need that the all the time. In. I mean, it, it's it, people make kids out now. Now I don't have any, but you don't need to have a minivan of children. You know, mm -hmm. don't need to have. Uh, you know, people get by having a lot of kids, and they find that it's a joy. I mean, the kids begin to take care of one another, and it becomes an, a, a whole experience. It's not exactly a top-down thing like you're thinking of it, that you should have one kid and cultivate it and then have another kid and cultivate it. Mm -hmm. it, it it's, it's, you know, that's not even the way the universe works. Uh, you, sh you should procreate, and your family takes on a synergy of its own. I, I do have to say, though, the first, the first couple years uh, of, of, a, of, a, of a child's life are pretty tough uh, in terms of... Uh, the demands they make upon you, and these these are kind of raw physical demands that are that are you know put upon you, and you know I mean it, it's not a, a trivial thing. It, it, it's uh, no, it's it's yeah. true, but but it's not something that it, it's not mutually exclusive. Yeah, uh, you know there is joy I, involved. I, I, in when I had two dogs instead of one dog, it wasn't like doing twice the work. It's like doing a little bit more. You know, it's it's not like doing it twice over. It's it's you're you're not, you know, reinventing the wheel every time you sit down to change a diaper. You just change two. Um, well, I, uh, I could I just 
jump in here for a second? Go, yeah, go ahead. Okay, great. Um, I just wanted to say from the perspective of a young, white, you know, female, that the one concern that I do have is that all young, white girls are thought of today are, is, you know, just breeding machines. <laughs> that we belong on some kind of a breeding farm just pu- pumping out white babies. Is that really what you want for the white youth to be thinking about, just having white babies? I mean, I feel that there's yes. a lot more to me than just, you know, being able to have a baby. And that's not one of my main goals at the moment. And I know right now I'm going to be, you know, thought of as being on the wrong track for that. And I think that that's wrong. You know, just because I might not feel that my main goal in life is to have ten white children does not mean that I'm not going to, you know... Oh, slow down. We agree with you. I'm not going to, you know, know, not contribute well to the white cause. Of course. And I believe me, I want to fight for my race. I want to see white living space. That's my, that's my, what's what I want to see. You and know? you will define whatever you want to do. Hey, look, you have to, you, I, look, I wasn't able to put things into perspective until like a year ago. But, but well, let me just tell you, you, you're 16 and, and two years from now, you, you very well may be a completely different person. Now, I'm not saying you're going to become a person who wants 10 babies all of a sudden. Of course not. You've got the right attitude. Just follow, follow that. Follow your intellectual uh, Im- impulses, so to speak. I mean, and follow. You know, you've got a good head on your shoulders. You'll be fine. I, I, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't understand people who get worried over what uh, people people say when they're six. Because I mean, myself, I was different every six months, in a lot of ways. That it's really unpredictable. The the thing that you really can concentrate on and you can be concerned with is the overall mindset. And I mean, you're you're fine. You're, you're yeah. Great. I would just you're say great. if you but if you do want to have ever have any children at all, it's better to have them earlier than later. That's just an objective fact, for a number of reasons. That is mean true. You have to have ten, but but listen, I'm gonna you, tell you, you, you don't know story. you don't know about your energy waning because you're only sixteen. Right. You know, and you're still, you know, building up to a peak, and you, you, everything's great, and new, and fresh. But your energy will start waning, even in, I would say, <laughs> definitely a little bit by the time you're 30. And and increasingly, uh, let me, let me as you tell get you a older, sad story. My you've wife got to think about fun. having kids. You have to plan it out before you, before because well, I don't before even, you know I don't it, you'll be 36. A, I don't even have a boyfriend. Yeah, so we're probably talking a little bit too early. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, no, I'm just Lita. I'm just saying that you you have to think through what you're doing and realize that time goes incredibly quickly. And it, if you do it, want to it have does, kids, but do to it hurry it won't. I mean, <laughs> as much. But but yeah, you'll be conscious of that. I mean, and believe me. I mean, young women, the the biological clock takes care of all of that. I I think and, you know as long as you have a good head on your shoulders and you don't you don't discount it for. You know, because you want to go work in a skyscraper and and be a middle manager. But that's the, but the, the thing the is, fact look, is, that's not, there's nothing to that. If you're a smart, well, yeah, but look, if you're a, if you're a smart female, then you go to college and you go to grad school and you get a professional career and you get a loan and you start to pay the loan off by the time you're 35 and actually make a little money and then you want kids and then a lot of them are on well, birth control and can't have kids. I'm, that's that's most people's experience. Well, let me so that's tell you, most of the upper middle class whites experience. And I tell you what, I'm listening you, listening to Lita, they, <laughs> she seems to be a very intelligent woman. So you could find yourself very quickly in that kind of a path. That that's exactly the thing, and you don't really fully think about it, but you have to. You should. Yeah. Because my if, wife if is a molecular kids, have earlier. biologist, and she's finishing her PhD. Um, she's unbelievably bright, as you can probably imagine from from that piece of a resume um, I'm 
going to be getting my PhD here in a few years. And we're 30 and 31 and don't have kids. Now, mm -hmm. this is the problem. And we knew this from an early age. You know, you can watch Jerry Spring and say, my God, the wrong people are breeding. You know, this, <laughs> it's upside down. The successful people are supposed to have the babies. You know, this is, and th this is part of the reason why we can't live in the same country with blacks. is because they will outbreed us. And, and, and their, their low uh, investment child rearing uh, gangsta is going to stab our high, what we invested all, you know, yeah. 16 years when she's at an ATM one night and it's going to stab her to death and it'll be over. I mean, it, 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 that's why we don't mix, that's why we don't belong together. But you'll be fine. Don't worry about what, you know, white nationalists say. Nationalists say a lot of things, uh, you know, and you have to kind of put it in perspective. I mean, yes, they are correct in, in uh, that. I don't uh, think 16 is too early to worry about thinking about that, though, because well, if you go the professional route, it, it, you're just trying to go on that cycle that I described. Well, let me just say this. The majority of white people today are in no position to have white children. They will go right down into the hands of the Jews, and they will end up being, you know, trying to be blacks. And most white people, most white adults, do not have the capacity to educate their children in a wise manner and bring but, them up yeah. to, be well, that, to, then, to be straight, let heterosexual. Finish. Yeah, let Lita um, finish. They, they do not have the ability to raise their children to grow up to be strong, strong-minded, you know, intelligent, seeing the world for what it really is. They don't have that capacity. Not, we're not going to end up in any kind of a better situation if all the white people who can have children have children. I feel like that's going in the opposite direction that we should be. Because all we're doing is lowering our standards so that we're more like the blacks and Hispanics who have tons of children. White people, it's actually a good thing, I've, I've read, that they are having less children. It's an evolutionary um, advantage. It's actually, we're going up. We're doing the opposite of what the you know, less evolved races are doing. We're having less children. I mean, of course, we're never going to have no children. We have to make sure that our race survives. But actually having less children is going higher you know, in the evolutionary development of a race. Well, let's uh, let's pull, on this note, uh, Lita, let's pull James in. He's been waiting for about a half hour, maybe an hour. This is James Hawthorne from, uh, from Great Britain. Oh, before I pull James in, I want to um, uh, tell the listeners that, yes, we are being attacked quite uh, vigorously, and there are uh, pauses in the server uh, uh, feed, but uh, just hang on, and it'll it'll come right back up. And of course, we are archiving this show. This is an exceptionally good show tonight. So, so try to hang in there with us. We we're, we are keeping our listeners. Uh, they're hanging in there around 50. Anyway, let me um let me pull James in here. Uh, call James here, and everyone else stay on the line. Uh, drop if you have to. Uh, you know our 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 guest, but we'd like you to stay. Okay, here comes James. James Hawthorne from Great Britain. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for being on the program again. Oh, great. We've got a full. We've got a full couch now. We got five people. On so, the couch. Yeah, you know, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the old Carson show uh, here in the in the states, uh, James, but Johnny used to have on, uh, uh, you know, the the guests, and you know, one by one they'd fill up the couch as as each one came on, and uh, that uh, that old Carson show was a good show. 
for this uh, VNN couch, it better be a long one then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James, I was a big fan of your uh, podcast that you did last year. I oh, I, uh, I listened to him uh, the, the with um, what's his uh, I can't recall his name right now. Lee. Yeah. Yeah, your podcast with Lee and, and the ones you do now uh, mm-hmm. uh, on your own are great. Uh, but. Yeah, I was on the edge of my seat when you guys took an extended break over Christmas in January. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was a big fan, man. What <laughs> happened loved, to Lee? Your work. No, he got homesick and he, he returned to the United States. Oh. Plus He'll he was ill, too. He was, uh, he was ill. You, both of you guys were ill right, in rapid succession. Oh yeah, he got ill first, and then I got ill, and then he got really ill, and then uh, he decided to leave the UK, and he went to the, back to the United States. Mm. Those germs, huh? I don't know. What well, he's from he Texas, right? Yeah, from Texas, yeah. Yeah, uh, uh, he'll get a little bit of that tuberculosis going around down there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we were both working hard, and we were both doing the program, and... Um, I think it just in the end it caught up with us in the end you know you can only do so much in a day <laughs> well it was appreciated on this end that's that's uh, um, <clears throat> that's a, a truly honest sentiment I, I really liked uh, that that was really for me uh, those were and Alex's work of course were really uh, formative for me at a very sensitive time mm. when I figure out what was going on I, I could and indeed I was you know you 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 get sucked back into the quad and you're like this can't be right it can't be true that's paranoid I must be going crazy uh, regardless of the reality that you see around you but yeah. uh, you know you you guys just kept kind of coming with the facts and talking about uh, you know nationalism national socialism and um, yeah I, I just I, I just hung right in there and I learned a lot from you guys Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Hey, I wanted to make one final comment on the family stuff, Lita, that we were, uh, you are mentioning before. We're not talking about just having kids to have kids. That wouldn't be worth it unless we had a specific program for them, and we do. And, and we probably direct our efforts a little bit higher, higher up age bracket because we're telling people to stay out of debt because that's a lot of – to stay out of debt and turn off the TV and raise their kids right. So th- there's a whole program there. It's not simply mm. have kid for the sake of having a kid because right. if he turns into a – a wigger, yeah, what's the use? Right. Well, I just want to say one more thing. Um, I just want to say that we'll never outbreed Africans. We'll never outbreed Hispanics. There's Africa. There's, you know, there's a whole South American continent. We're never going to outbreed them. We have to use intelligence. We have to use our, our you know, um, what, our evolutionary advantages, our mm-hmm. intelligence, you know, our brains. <laughs> That's something that they don't have. <laughs> That's something yeah. they don't use. We need to, we need to use our strengths to, you know, overcome this problem with all the other colors, all the other races, you know, that's, that's what we have that they don't, you know, we have brain cells, <laughs> and we need to, you know, outsmart them, that's, that's, that's what I mm-hmm. feel, I don't think yeah. we can ever outbreed them, ever. And, and we're roping ourselves off as we can best legally, and eventually, uh, with force of arms, uh, creating our own new nation, essentially, by saying we're going in this direction, we're not going to turn into wiggers like you want. We refuse and reject your system. We are the true rebels, and we are the true heritors of uh, America and what it once and stood for, and, and we're Aryans. And after and all, America is long gone. We'll still be Aryans. 
And a translation for you Americans, we ain't going out like that. We're not going that way. Yeah. We're going to go over <laughs> here. We're going to, uh, you know, we're born again hard. I mean, uh, it, we it, are following the laws of the universe, basically. Um, um, it, it, there's no simpler way to put it than that. I mean, you can't make a monkey a man. Uh, and what we have, yeah, what we have is have just to know better. It's better. It's better than what, what the shit TV has. And, and the, th the model they want you to follow, why do you want to become a nigger? He has to be a nigger. That's what he is. We don't have to be that. We can be white men. And I have a revolutionary. Doing that used to be, now it's conformity. And, and that's you know what, you, know what you said? You, you said something, uh, P.J. Ruckman said, you know, no one ever dreamed about being ravished by a liberal when, when someone called him a Nazi. Of course, he's not a Nazi. He's actually in the service of the Jews. But there is something to that hardness. And if, if you simply dress nicely... And, and I'm talking even apart from any kind of political statement. You dress nicely, and if you're male, if you just hold yourself erect and hold your head up, you're oh. going to distinguish yourself on a subtle biological subliminal level from 99.9% .9 of the people out there. That is and women will always like that if you're male. Look like be put together. Yeah, hey, hey, men. Yeah, it's so easy because the bar is so low. It used <laughs> to be called bearing in carriage, you know, and now it's it's wearing a droopy a. Uh, Jalen and wearing these stupid T-shirts down to their down to your knees. Yeah, this is something that really irks me about today's young men. And please tuck in your shirts, wear a belt, keep Carry your hair short. Correctly. Yeah, uh -huh. well, you know, I mean, as long as it's well cut. But I like I like that crew cut. I like that manly crew cut. And uh -huh. and and put your get your put your chest out and look people in the eye. And yep. then, you know, talk. You don't have to be fierce. But just look them in the eye and let them know oh, you're no, serious. You and don't wear a stupid grin on your face. And get rid of the baseball cap. I think that if a, yeah. white, right. if a white man, you know, has the chance, he really needs to direct, you know, his girlfriend in the right direction. I think that girls especially, yes. they need guidance. They need direction. You know, like, there, are, yeah. there are extreme differences between the sexes. And it is the male's job to put a girl on her feet and say, Amen. you know what? You should not be going out with this black guy, you know, or a brother or a father. You should not be doing this. You know, that's their job because girls do have a tendency, you know, to not be able to sort of, they're naive, basically, and, and a lot, lot of the them. Courts, the so, courts have yes, come in exactly. and said, if a, if a dad tried to say that, though, I mean, not not saying that he shouldn't, but uh, just, just giving you the other side, if, you know, if you did say that, it, you know, the girl can still go out and date. And you know the yeah, but fuck that. You, you, you can, yeah, you can influence them completely. You, you don't have to listen to court in your own family. Oh, they, they try right. to get in the middle of it. Yeah, they can do what they can, but you have to get in the middle of that. You say no. You're not going out with this fucking nigger. I don't care right. if you saw it on Fox News that that's what the cool people are doing. And they have some incredibly outrageous stuff on there that's run in prime time. And and, and uh, no, you have to. That's exactly the thing. And see, now you're hearing it not from me, who's a forty man. You're hearing it from year old white female back to this women follow patterns they need to lead you have to step up and be the man all cultures and the girls will um, females will respect a man for that you know, they they respect the it when a man says you know you need to do this you know you need to realize what you're doing is wrong you'll res mm -hmm. you respect a man more for that you know for mm -hmm. for caring for truly caring you know and yeah. I think that that's what will really wake up a lot of white women is to have their, you know, their mind put back in, in the right direction. From a, More from than a good, statistics, as you said. Women, women aren't going to be impressed by the statistics particularly because a lot of them aren't interested in politics. But 
if you by your example by the family that you form by the life that you lead by the kind of things that you think and the way that you behave you show that you are you are better than the system that you seek to replace and so that even at a subliminal level they understand that there's something different about you and I can I know that I do that myself because I've been accused of being an FBI agent by literally four different people <laughs> in Kirksville it totally uh, different at different times We're getting a lot of chop in your connection, Alex. He might have to reboot. It's, it separates you in a good way. And if you follow that, good things will happen to you. Yeah, you want to be separate from this. You want you to do. set yourself apart from it. And setting yourself apart from it is setting yourself above it. And, you know, as a, even as a, uh, not even, but as a female, you know, women actually lead things through insinuation a lot more by the choices that they make. You know, women choose the men. It's just like in nature. That's why men are prettier in nature. The males are always prettier, it seems, because they have to impress the women. It's the type of it's, it's the type of qualities that are chosen by the women that get passed on, and that's why the male birds are brighter, for instance, right. and the right. the male lizard has the big red thing that he shows off. But it, it, through your actions, through your good, um, you know, through your solid, you know, centered, both feet on the ground, uh, eyes forward type of orientation, you know, and you know what's going on around you. I mean, you know more than the stupid, you know so-called adults that are going around and, and listen you know I'm not blowing smoke here you're way more adult than those people no kidding that, Lita uh, we're, I'm not. impressed there is no there is no doubt about that there is no doubt these I've had, great, like I've had really really great teachers my cousin has really opened my eyes so much I mean really I owe I owe my life to him and yeah, that's, that's wonderful I mean that is, that is it has to come from family whether it's you know a father who's in the army and can tell you well this is what blacks are actually like they're uh, not like you see them on TV they're not scientists and, and financial advisors they're actually they're, they're they're nasty violent stupid things you want nothing to do with and no part of it and that is part of the male's job in fact that's some of the, one of his main jobs is reversing the effects of media by first of all by keeping the TV away from his kids and then when they're old enough, teaching them the truth about media and, and secondarily about money so that they can uh, keep themselves out of debt and have a, a strong start going forward. And, and that way we increase our numbers of awakened and aware people who understand I don't think it could be partial and, and enough to still watch TV. To do to us. Or at least I'm not. What's I, that? I don't think you can be, I don't think one can be, uh, you know, to say, well, I know what's going on. I, I know what all this is and still watch television. You know, it's like oh, people definitely. in the forum. Oh my God, did you see this on TV? I'm like, what the <laughs> heck are you watching TV for, man? Yeah, I mean, why would you put that in your head? Yeah. But I think yeah, I mean, it's the, the one. It's it's insulting. You wouldn't, but that's course. where most people's heads are. And if you're going to reach them, it's just like mm -hmm. the Jesuits. You got to go meet them halfway and then bring them back to your path. 
And if I refer, I can't refer to literature or studies except for the intelligent people. But if I talk about something that I saw on Fox News, yeah. a lot of the people that we reach come from that. Jeff comes from that background. Yeah. And you say, here's here's where Nancy Grace is pulling a punch. That's CNN. Or here's where Glenn Beck is pulling a punch. Not Jeff Beck, Glenn Beck, also CNN. I say, here's where Bill O'Reilly's pulling a punch. Yeah, that's you can where I was. I thought those were good people. I mean... Well, it's yeah, how full but other than days. that, no. It, th- I've had few pleasures other than when I quit cable and quit paying them forty-five a month. I mean, it, it, you're <laughs> taking that money ar- directly away from the Jews. Now, I, look, I do, uh, I do really recommend that everybody, if they have cable, uh, particularly, uh, to get rid of cable. Uh, the cable industry is nothing but a bunch of crooks, and and it's a, it's a Jew-run thing from the start. And, uh, and you can I, download everything now. You and, can and download get, um, literally get, everything. Get DSL. Uh, yeah, General, generally get DSL anyway. There's the kikes are less concentrated in the in in the old old telecom business. They're still there, but uh, um, you'll get better performance too. It won't be as fast as bursty fast as um, as cable, but uh, it'll well, be. It, you know, sorry. For, it really is a life reorientation ultimately, because it's not simply a, a superficial political matter. And from what Lita said, I mean, we do need to codify it, essentially, and put it online. Here is how you live. And we yeah. have done that to some extent. I did print a list of precepts for young people in one of our papers that we pass out that that says a lot of what we're saying, but it needs to be said in more depth and more explicitly. Say, here's how you live so that you, that you end up one of the elite in this horrible new world order they're trying to build, and eventually we have the physical power to se- separate ourselves from from the people who mean to do us in. You know, Lita, I mean, one of the things that's happening and has happened with your family, too, is you've, you've had to flee, and at, le- at least Predator did, and, uh, and, and my family has had to flee our city, too. We, we've kept moving out, and, and you know, it, it goes beyond child-rearing, uh, but we've got to start actually kind of meeting up and living in the same communities uh, that is racially, racially conscious people, have, and I'm not going to talk much more about this because I've already talked about it a lot before. But you know, we've got to um, uh, we've got to uh, uh, we've got to get uh, closer together in terms of our of our of our uh, where we are in, in our, our locality. Definitely, so, especially. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, forming Aryan communities is the next big step for white nationalism. Definitely, I think especially if um, someone in your family sees. If you're starting to see the truth, it's really important to live close to them because your family can really help you out, you know, through hard times. Mm-hmm. And um, I, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of people that yeah. live really disconnected from their family. It's, but even if they're in some sort of, you know, verbal communication or they might send articles, they don't live close together. Yeah. You should get, get, get close together with your family, yeah. you know, and really start living, you know, and supporting each other and protecting each other. You know, and looking out for each other. You you rarely see that anymore. You know, you know, some white girl be walking down the street with her father, and some black guy makes a lewd remark, and the father does nothing. Doesn't stand up. Doesn't punch the black guy. Nothing. You never see that. You know, families, white men do not stand up for their daughters, for their girlfriends. Yep. They'll sell their they'll sell their girlfriend away for the football, you know, captain. If he if that means he can get a uh, you know a spot in the football team, that's what they'll do. That's disgusting. And, yeah. and they're encouraged to do that by by the media and by the legal system, which is completely controlled by Jews, and it puts a price on any kind of resistance, and and it is spread intimidation. 
Uh, we need to take a, we need to take a break at the top of the hour. It'll be about uh, five minutes at most. This is VNN Broadcasting. We're here with uh, Alex Linder, James Hawthorne, and Lita, Lita and, uh, uh, and Theseus. Now, Theseus has got a drop, so we need to say goodbye to Theseus. And we're, we're so happy to have you here, uh, Theseus, and, and welcome back anytime you like. Anytime you want to come back, yeah, please do. Yeah, it was really good uh, hearing your side of the story from a university perspective. I, I've never heard that. So thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, I only got to like the first quarter page of my notes, but... Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to come back on well, and tell see, you guys th- about white the studies. There's, there's so much. Each of us. Yeah, we we could talk uh, for hours and hours and hours <laughs> on any one of these points because it's never discussed anywhere else by yeah. by white people. So it's evergreen. We'll be back next uh, next week. For, we'll have at least one. I uh, we're making a, uh, a real effort to have one free talk live per week. Awesome. And if we can yeah, get, if we, st- get, if we can get Stan set up again, uh, we'll have two. Oh, and I want to go ahead and announce I, I have a, at least one other fellow that I'm going to be doing a roundtable with. He goes to Rutgers University, and uh, I'm really excited to talk to him because he, he sounds like he really knows what's going on up there. And, um, I you know, Rutgers is a huge that. university. I, I really can't wait to talk to him. He's been super cooperative uh, with lining it up. He says, you know, any time, let's do it. And... Um, you know, I, I think there's going to be some stimulating conversation there. So we'll have, uh, we're probably going to record that at the end of this week, so you can All be looking right. for it. Excellent. Right. Excellent. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to roll, roll a couple tunes now. Everyone that's on the call, your, your microphone will still be live, and you can, if you need to, you know. Is that so we don't lose the, the connection? Yes. That's the reason we do that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have. I don't have. It freaks me out a little. I, I don't want to say anything untoward. Yeah, don't don't say nigger or kike or anything like that. <laughs> oh, that's not what I mean. But all right, here uh, I, I got to also I use I use these breaks to to write what we just uh, to write what we just recorded to disc. So okay. it'll take about four minutes, uh, four or five minutes at most, and then we'll be back. What song are you playing now? Uh, do you want me to play a Volari by Dean Martin? I'm more of a Coontown man. I got to tell oh you. Oh my God! I was getting ready to say that. Well, you know, I don't <laughs> have Coontown. I, I tell you what, I, I don't have that whole series of um, of stuff. I uh, think I'm gonna cry. Uh, <laughs> go ahead, play Volari. That's fine. How about, okay. How about what's that at the border? You know, I'm gonna have. Okay, here's what I'll do, folks. For next week, I'll have all that Johnny Horton stuff and uh, and wetbacks at the border and all that stuff. Uh, uh, but I don't have it, so I you know I have to search it on the internet, and it would take a long time. So. Okay, here here goes uh, uh, here here goes uh, Volari by Dean Martin, and and we we need to say goodbye to Theseus. Thank you, Theseus. Thank you. Thanks, good night. Theseus. Okay, good night. Talk to you later. In Volari. Now, no one else hang up. Vanguard Radio for the precious eight percent.